0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Blueprint Podcast brought to you by the Ivy League Business Group. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at ivyleague.bg. That's I-V-Y-L-E-A-G-U-E e.bg. B-G. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. And take the time to leave a review as well. Thanks again for tuning in and welcome to the show. <music> Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Quentin D. Hendry, joined by Kathy Third, Alex Kilgore, and we got a special guest in the building, Mr. Jason Gibson, Mr. President, execute, Mr. All Things Entrepreneurial, Brother Jason from Jackson, Mississippi. Glad you're here, brother. What's good?
1: Glad to be here, brother. Man, What's good, good with it, bro? What up, what up, what up? Yeah. What up?
0: Yeah, man, but before we get started, uh, God is the greatest always and forever. Let us not lose sight of that as we continue to elevate ourselves and help elevate the people who are in need. Jason, we typically start the episodes off with, um, you know, sharing one thing that challenged us uh, the previous week. So we'll kick it off with you. What's one thing that challenged you this previous week?
2: One thing that challenged me this previous week. Man, I think. I think my weeks are full of challenges. Uh, let me nail that one. Um, I'm, I think trying to juggle, trying to juggle a lot. Like you said, you said the peak of, I think all the businesses that I'm tied to along with the responsibilities that I hold. So, you know, it's, it's Easter. Oh, yeah. It's about to be Easter Sunday. At the church, so, One thing I'm, I'm a director of worship arts in my church. So, you know, orchestrating the Easter production things of that nature. Um, we just got a second truck on the road Salute. this week. Uh so we got two trucks so trying to maneuver that. Um and also um trying to navigate some funding within the gym. So you know, just trying to juggle everything. That was the biggest challenge. So yeah. yeah, man. Uh,
0: I saw you posted uh about a young a young boy who went to Jackson Prep Academy who ended up running into you yeah. and you t-
2: <laughs> Yeah. And look, so that that that'll give you a, uh, an inclination of how I justify my challenges. I didn't even consider it a challenge, but that could have been considered a challenge, man. Yeah, the dude yammed yeah. me in the back uh, while I was driving. 18 uh, year old Jackson Prep student, and I, I ain't even. Yeah. I let him go, man. Hey, he needed that grace, bro. He, hey, grace. Wait, hey, wait, he wait, needed wait. that grace. I, I it, bro. What <laughs> happened? Somebody rear-ended you? Yeah, somebody real into me uh, and got a little dent in my bumper. It went, It's not bad at all, though. Um, and got out of the car. Dude just looked – he looked super scary, like super frantic. So, um, he was just like, man, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. Uh, so, I just asked him. I was like, look, bro, you, get, you got insurance, man. And he was like, no, sir. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, go ahead, man. Like, and
3: I well, y'all, you know, that is an example of a man of God. Cause look, I would have been calling him parents, authorities.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you did the right thing, Jason, bro. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah,
0: right. Right, right. Oh, man, yeah, absolutely, yeah. brother. Absolutely. Well, glad you're here again. Glad you are here, Mr. Pray Plan, Execute himself. Chuck, what challenged you this past week?
3: Man, what challenged me? Uh, I don't know, man. It was a good week, man. I got to-
0: Shoot to the crib uh, last weekend,
3: see the fam. Um, I, I'll say this, man, not, not so much of a challenge, but I will just make kind of a statement. Uh, I saw a lot of people. Well, I got a lot of love for people. Obviously, you know, me and my fam started the trucking business. Let me just put this disclaimer out here, man. I saw a lot of people kind of bashing people with nine to fives this week for whatever reason on Twitter. It is nothing wrong with having a stable nine to five this country is built on the backbone of people who have jobs and are employees everybody you know tries to glorify the entrepreneurial life which i mean i'm a part of i can't neglect that but it is very tough (laughs) it's the reason why 50 percent of businesses fail in the first year and why 80 to 90 percent fail in the first five so look there's nothing wrong with a nine to five, especially if you're using that to fund to do other stuff. So just want to put that out there, man. I don't want to, you know, have a misconception that you know you gotta be an entrepreneur. Like it's cool, it's the way, but look, make sure you, you know, got something stable going
1: on for sure. So
0: absolutely. Absolutely. For real. <clears throat> Alex, what about you?
1: Um, this past week, uh probably the only thing that probably challenged me was probably my nine to five. Um the more and more work I put in the more more work that they typically put on you but uh yeah just juggling three four different projects three four different companies um but hey god god give you give you all his strength so uh, man other than that uh I guess I ended the week out with a uh my mid year review and pretty much A plus across the board in in terms of everything um at least the the leaps and bounds that I had from my Last year's, last year's mid-year review um yeah it was just good to see like that feedback from different people that i've worked with that have seen the growth that uh i want to see in myself but also that um those above me want to see so um so all in all um uh, the good outweighed the bad and bless and uh, good to just be here with you guys man, well, man. yeah
0: absolutely bro retweet everything you said you know my 95 challenged me as well um uh, You know, did a had to do a surprise or a um, unexpected presentation um, Tuesday morning, but everything worked out. Got some great feedback, and like you said, Alex, uh, I went through my mid-year review a couple weeks ago, and I you know got um, far exceeds expectations. So, uh, you know, I'm just you know grateful to have a job and uh, being able to you know grow and learn um, as the days and years go by, bro. So for sure. we are here and uh, just just for everyone Alex I mean not Alex Isaac is in a wedding today so that is why he cannot make it here with us this morning but he gives uh us and our view, and our listeners um uh his blessings and um you know wishing everyone a good week uh so we're going to jump right into what happened this past week um it's a lot of you know Every week is every week is different. Uh, but this past week was uh, a bit strange. We're gonna start with Lil X and his Demon Nikes.
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Demon Nikes. Just to give
0: you uh, a, a snapshot into you know what's what's it all about. Uh, first of all, the shoes have drops of human blood in them. And as 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 I was reading articles and trying to understand it. It actually six hundred and sixty six pairs. I know you know this. The, the devil's worship. Six hundred and sixty six pairs sold out within thirty minutes. So people are following this way. Uh, people, you know, obviously, I don't know if they worship Satan or not, or they just you know fans of the Nas <laughs> X. I don't know. Uh, but Nike wanted nothing to do with it.
1: Um, they news.
0: Actually, uh, They actually filed a lawsuit to stop all sales. Um from the uh shoe company who uh you know who put the who who helped Lenaz put those shoes out man so just share any thoughts that y'all have in regards to that jason definitely interested to in hearing your perspective on, on on these demon nikes and and uh is i hope I, I personally hope that this is not the start of something new
2: um but just interested to in hear your thoughts.
1: Demon Nikes
2: uh but man uh to to be honest um, of course, I've heard it in passing, you know, saw a little, a few posts in passing on social media. I didn't keep up with it, um, I guess, I don't, know I, don't mm-hmm. know, I didn't read deep into it, uh, just because, man, I, I don't try to give things like that any attention. But uh, I will say, man, my, my biggest thing is is the level of impact that it has on the generation coming after us. Um, I I just happen to be on a live, a live stream of a girl who is in fitness, and um, she was doing like a little talent search this past this past week. I think it was like a day or two after. Uh So she had people coming on singing a song or whatever. uh, You know, just explaining their talent, rapping, whatever they do. Um, And it was some kids came on there. Man, they couldn't have been on 13, 14 years old. And she was like, y'all gonna sing a song for me? What y'all gonna sing? And then they was like, we gonna sing little Nas X whatever. And then she was like, what? I don't know if I want that on my line. And they're like, uh-uh, girl, we sliding right down that pole with him. Mm. And I. So then I went to look at the pole, and apparently in the video he's sliding down a pole, going into hell. It's like, damn, like, yeah. I mean, this is really becoming a wave like this, like, and it, it's it, like these entertainers really have this kind of impact on our youth. So that was my biggest um quarrel, I guess, with it. Like, so you know, no real thoughts. Just <laughs> definitely, anyway. Alex. I saw you look up to the Lord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lord, forget it for they know not what they do, bro. I swear. Right. Hey, right. hey, just little stuff like this, just, I don't know, growing up in church my whole life and you hear like the different stories and phases that the people went through in the Bible and they just be like, hey, when people really say like, hey, the Lord coming back, hey, little small stuff would be like this where like in the Bible where people would like go above and beyond and do stuff that's against Christ or stuff that's Satan worship and it's just like, those are always every time I seen that in the Bible was a precursor to something else. And I hate to go on that tangent about like the Bible religion and all of that. But it's just like, man, like when people start doing stuff like that, it just kind of like, kind of make me fearful, but it also made me be like, Nope. It just made me want to get closer to God and just say, just continue to cover me and uh, allow don't allow none of that stuff to negatively affect me. And it just like kind of just personally just want not make me want to get closer to God and, man, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just crazy, bro. Yeah,
2: man. And also, man, I, I think – I I will say what I did like about it is um, I also – I always like things that stimulate conversation. And then kind of um, floor to the Christian community to answer questions that people have been neglecting for so many, so many years. Um, so that was one thing I liked about it. People got on Facebook and started talking about stuff like, well – um, how can y'all believe in God? And He was the one that created the devil, and he so He's the reason for evil. So I love those kind of debates. I love being a, apologetic type debates. So that's that's the one thing that the one positive I would say comes from that situation that um, it kind of puts the ball in in the Christian community's court to mm-hmm. defend the faith. And the Bible speaks about uh, in terms of the apostle Paul defending the faith wherever you go. Yeah, Chuck, so. yeah. so what you think?
3: Man, I don't want to put any thought
0: to it. Yeah, I honestly, I was
3: kind of like, I didn't really go down a rabbit hole on it. I saw it, but so let like, hey, so ask it. So, Nike stopped the
0: sales or some other company sued Nike? No, 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 Nike filed a lawsuit against So, it's a company, it's called MSHBC. A custom customer yeah. yeah, so it's basically oh, like good. a stock okay. X or okay. something okay. like that. Okay. And, and That's so a custom. custom, they made those. Nike they wasn't behind the production. No, Nike, had nothing to do with it at all. And uh, the company actually put out a statement saying uh, Nike, because Nike put out some, I guess, some Jesus shoes uh, a couple of years ago or something like that, and and the company put out a statement said, who is Nike to determine whether, um, you know, folks want to gravitate towards Jesus or towards Satan? So that's when Nike, you know, they're, they, they're pushing back on it. Okay, and- okay.
3: It's interesting because to me, I guess, from a business aspect, Nike – Sounds like they would have had to give some level of <clears throat> like third party consent for them to actually put the shoes out that's to the marketplace. So, I mean, maybe they didn't know what the actual design of the shoe was going to be, but it was an Air Max 90 something, like right? It was a 97 90- yeah. seven or something, it looked like. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, fr- from that standpoint, I, that's going to be an interesting lawsuit because that, that, the company might have a stance, but it's like mm-hmm. they can't really, in my mind, determine whether or not. Something is reputable enough for you know consumers to buy, and it's what they sold out like a minute, under thirty like minutes, like it's, it's probably so, it's,
0: it's probably around a ten minute range, but yeah, they people are following them. So,
2: uh, I just just so I'm, I make sure that I'm I'm putting two and two together. Lil Nas X is a yeah, um, yeah. town road guy, right? Okay, and, I, I don't really yeah. have so much to say about it other than that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't even look into
3: it, man. So, okay,
0: well uh i just thought it would be good to talk about and 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 definitely since we got you know four brothers of christ uh on on today uh, just to hear everyone's perspective so uh derek uh, you know george floyd's murder uh derek chavon um is on trial he's been on trial for the past couple of weeks uh so have y'all been following it have y'all been
1: paying attention, not really? Man, I've been uh, personally, I've been like yeah. just kind of like catching the clips and stuff from here and there. Personally, I can't watch the like trial. I feel like that'd be kind of yeah. like putting myself to <laughs> mental anguish. Um, yeah. But just hearing like all of the different testimonies, just like, bro, how much more do you need to take in order to know that like, bro, he did everything wrong? Like, Yeah. And yeah, that's
0: what it all boiled down to. You know, I follow things like this. I'm a, I guess, you know, secretly or uh turning, turning into like a political junkie but uh i've been i've been following it and uh just to hear you know uh the testimonies from you know witnesses who were actually on the scene um and you know i always try to understand where the defense was going to come from you know in this in this uh case because it's, you know it's, it's it's in broad daylight that, that he murdered right right uh brother george floyd so you know, they're trying to put a lot of the attention on uh, the defense is trying to put a lot of focus on uh, George Floyd's past and, yes. and how he was as a person, uh, which is, you know, disturbing. That still doesn't give anyone a reason to uh, kill anyone. So uh, it's just been, it's just been interesting to follow and see. Um, and, 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 you know, especially from the folks who's been, who were on the, uh, who were actually on the scene and, and witnessed that man, I, I've been tuning in, no no question. Uh, but, look, we'll, we'll jump right into sports as well. Uh, Jason, I know you are a big Russell Westbrook fan. Uh, you know, let me ask you how at the end of Russell's career, and, and, and everyone saw Russell's comments about he's already a champion, he do not need an NBA championship. Uh, and, you know, he had some, I guess, Stephen A. And uh, Russell's wife, Nina have some you know some exchanges back and forth uh but you know at the end of russell's career how do how would how how would he be remembered
2: how will you be remembered Uh, oh because
0: let me let me let me just give you my take on Uh, you know you play the game to win what championships right you play to win correct and I understand where Russ is coming from. Like he made it out, you know, out of his uh, his circumstance growing up, uh, making millions, providing for the community, not knocking him from that at all. Actually, get you know all the praises for that. But on the other hand, you play the game to win, to win games and win championships. So, how, at the end of his career, how how it's simple. How would he be remembered?
2: Well, I, I don't think I can necessarily answer how he would be remembered. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I know the reasons why, you know, I gravitate to him as a player. Um, but, you know, as far as his comments with with, with and A, man, I, I think people do whatever they do, you know, uh, to meet the goals and aspirations that they set out for themselves. And I don't think we can always dictate, uh, you know, what those are. Uh, some I think some teams, I don't know. Um, I, I would argue that some teams only uh, go after or draft certain players to yeah, sell yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah. uh, I don't <laughs> think championship is even in their court side or in their, Uh So, you know, um, I think Lonzo Ball was a ticket seller to the Lakers. Number two, like I, I don't think he should win number two. Maybe, <laughs> there, there. Uh, but you no, know, you know, but I think that was sheerly – uh, because the Laker brand at the time were trying to get Blake back in the seat, and he was a commodity that was going to do all the popping circumstance around his name. So, how he will be remembered, you know, man, he just he he I don't know. I think for me, he just reminds me of me as a player. I, <laughs> know you, I was athletic, uh, running offense, I can get out of control sometimes. I don't think I was. But all in all, man, I think people will remember him as, as one of the greatest. To thank, ever you that, thank you. Thank you. Just get time. to that point, James, because I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Hey, I rock with Russ. That's my point.
3: <laughs> but we going to remember him as, you know, Mr. Triple-Double. Some people say it's stat pattern. I think two things really will make his career as far as, like, what you remember when you think back about him. Number one, the beef with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant left, and he <clears throat> really just elevated his game to MVP level. And then number two, I think you know he'll just be one of the greatest on the list with Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Dominique. He's gonna be on that list. Where he ranks among those guys, I don't. I don't know. At one point in time, I'll be honest, as my starting point guard on my all-time starting five team, is he there still there now? I probably would say no. But you know, he he's probably outside of Derrick Rose to me the most explosive point guard in game. history. So
2: and yeah bro um and i get his side too man when you look at it from a statistic level and you know his take was saying you know i'm already a champion you know we can we can play with wordplay and connotations behind how you see certain things but um yeah i mean if that's i mean he, he to me he has a valid point because i mean if you look at it from from a very um Rational,
3: so we talking like,
2: about basketball. Ain't no, ain't no rational, I don't know about basketball. but I let, I let go, I let go of the dreams to get the NBA early on and like night grade. I knew it because I was looking at the probabilities. Like, what yeah. is it? 60 spots a year, and you got yeah. millions of dudes who have been the best their entire lives, but they still don't qualify. So the people who do make it. I get what what Russ was saying, but I say this
3: to prove a point. If Russell Westbrook could have had a consistent jump shot or been a great three-point shooter, he would be in the class with, like, the LeBrons and the the Kobe. He would be in that, like, top echelon. He
2: just – he wasn't, and you see how his career went. Yeah. Hey, man, this is Achilles here. He he can't shoot. LeBron can't shoot free throws.
1: KD. Hey, Frankel, everybody he can't get Frankel. it all. Man.
2: Like, every everybody
1: get yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got that.
1: <laughs> yeah. He ain't no NBA champ, though. His,
3: like, hey, my, my, right.
0: next, <laughs> my next hey, so, I got to start us because, he, like you said, Jason, he plays hard every game. Oh, yeah. He lays on every game. And he is fun to watch. I mean, I, I remember he Brody. came to Memphis and he was – and uh and OKC and and ducked on Jeff Green. Ooh. Like I would never forget that. Like I saw that live and in person.
2: Yeah. Uh but it just, you know, it, and yeah. Q I got I gotta give it to Q2, man. My my next up is uh I don't know I'm battling between Ja Morant and um and uh shoot my mind Fox, let me, buddy you on you the king. Oh yeah Fox Dear Fox. Fox i that Fox ain't
3: got that. I don't up. see that dog, I see yeah. a
2: dog in Ja. I, I oh. no no
3: no
0: no no. Hear me Fox yes. got that dog. Fox yeah. is he a perennial. Like
3: Fox is an all-star level guard. He's just in a Western Conference. But I've been really looking at him this past like year and a half, two years. I don't know if he's just gonna take that next step though. Like when you enter like a okay, you can carry a team type of level. I don't see that yet. Wait, he in his fourth or fifth year. This is third year. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, third, yeah, it's third year. This is third year. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, he got some time, but I haven't. I, I would take Ja as far as maybe one day being a centerpiece versus Fox,
0: though. I mean, Fox has made fresh yeah. fries this year. Uh, you know, he's averaging twenty twenty 3 and 7. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. Uh Ja, you know, Jason, I would say I would encourage you to grow with Ja. Humble <laughs> uh, bias. You know how I feel about those uh Memphis Grizzlies and Ja is proven <laughs> to lead a team is you know, uh you know ain't no is ain't no we, we
2: the Grizzlies have no
0: business being in a in a playoff race right now. Uh just by you know the the current makeup of roster that we have and that's all credit to Ja and uh Giannis Antetokounmpo and, yeah, and a few other guys, but it's led by John. Let's let's not get it twisted, man. But uh speaking of Russ, you know, his uh old partner in crime, Katie, who have made headlines this week. <laughs> uh, you know, the NBA fined him 50K for uh, the direct the DM exchanges with uh Michael Rappaport, um, basically cussing him out, you know, talking bad to him. Um, Chuck, I know you uh are super critical of Kevin Durant, man. But what do you think about this whole
3: situation? Okay, <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna this. be
0: I'm gonna be subjective
3: for for the first part of this answer because at first, I you, well, y'all know I don't like Kevin Durant as a person. Love him as a player. Don't like him as a person. How he kind of behaves and carries himself. But after kind of <laughs> taking a step back from the situation and kind of seeing. The motive with, like, with, with with Michael Rappaport and kind of his track record as well, he shouldn't have aired out those private DMs. That was really, really petty. Um, and it looked like he may have altered them somewhat, or like taking some of his responses out, as you can on Instagram. So I'm going to cut the situation a little slack in that. It should have never gotten out. If there was a private conversation going on, everybody has said or had choice words, in private that they would never repeat on a public forum. So I, none of us are outside of that scope. That being said, Kevin Durant did use some harsh language that in today's society, you know, cancel culture, they can get you in just It's your whole career derailed. Him being the level superstar. He happened. I do think the $50,000 is kind of throwing the bucket. I think it should have been a little bit more, but at first, I was like, yeah, we got to suspend him. He got to be out of the league for a couple of weeks. I don't think it should be that extreme at really? point. Only, re- only reason, because if you look at the record of yeah, know, some of these types of things. Look, look, look at <laughs> it. when you talk about using some of the words he used, like, let's just put it in perspective. What if Michael Rappaport had to use, or a white player used the N-word in DMZ, we See, it. What would our response to that be? Do you, you think about the LGBTQ well, I see point community? called them pale, right? Yeah, I, I think, mean, yeah, I mean, he was using the. I think he dropped
1: the F. What like, he, I ain't gonna say it on air, basically.
3: but. he some choice language that, number one, it was offensive to the LGBTQ community, and as well as you could say, he was being misogynistic as well. He kept calling them the B word. He mentioned his wife. Um, um, he he mm-hmm. called him a, um, a, a, a obscene, a, just a obscene word that would be offensive to anybody who's gay. Um, and so my only point of that is, at first I'm like, well, if he had used the N word as a white man, a white player, and somebody DMs, we would have been calling for his job. I mean, look what just happened to Miles Leonard. You know what I'm saying? Playing Call of Duty, mm-hmm. he uses an anti-Semitic word, and shoot, his career might be over with. So. <laughs> Rap. I think we can't pick and choose, you know, what we kind of take to the bank as far as holding people accountable for. The only reason I'm cutting him some slack is because of the way it came out. Do airing it out because of the DM. That's just—he's a reporter. He was trying to generate a story. That's just—that's childish, and, and it shouldn't have happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I didn't think of it as you know he probably took out some of the um, messages that he sent to Katie mm-hmm. as well because, um, yeah, I, I was looking at the thread. KD was going it's weird, yeah. and, It was weird, like, yeah. It had, was weird. Rappaport had, like, one response. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, I just hate it for KD, man. I, I want to like KD so bad. I, I'm a fan of his game, like you said, uh, but it's just situations that he put, <laughs> He he, put in, he puts himself in. It's just like, why, bro? Why? Yeah, he LeBron staying out of the way. <laughs> you know, you don't have to make any – uh, 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 private accounts exactly. to talk shit to folks like you ain't got you don't have to do any of that stuff, bro. It's, but you know, he. But one thing about KD, that's this. I guess this is something I like about him. He don't, he doesn't care. He's gonna be himself, and you know,
3: it, he, he, he's emotional. But that's him.
0: <laughs> you
3: said what? It is easy not to care. And keep that same when you work 300 million.
0: <laughs> yeah, true, true. There, true there. Alex, you
3: got
1: anything to add, bro? Nah, rich people problems. That's all I would say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but not really, though, bro. Not, not really,
3: though, bro. If your job started to say and stuff like that, it'd be some repercussions.
1: True or oh. false? You right. You right. It's just the way that it came out. It's just like, bro, both of y'all talking bad about each other back and forth. Bro, if you just right. want to get your little two seconds of fame, just say that, then, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Rapper probably have to do that. I, I don't know. Well, he he probably did have to do it just to get some attention. Who knows? He may be launching a book or something in, in a couple of weeks. So, right. You never know what folks' intent may be, man. But we're gonna move straight into the um, uh, MLB. You know, breaking news yesterday: Major League Baseball decided to take the 2021 All-Star game from Atlanta in response of the new Georgia voting laws. Um, a new location has yet to be Get announced. Get where oh, As a former baseball player, high school baseball player, I love this. Love it. I love it. And I'm, I am shocked. Shocked. Right. <laughs> we talking about one of the most conservative sports in America. Right. Uh, and for them to do this, I think it, it, it's it's huge and uh you know hopefully uh you know hopefully this this has a uh, a positive effect moving forward as far as you know these you know large corporations cuz MLB is a corporation uh you know really you know uh you know holding these lawmakers and legislatures accountable man so big shout out to the MLB for for you know for that big move yesterday man um, if no other thoughts they're having this week, man, Jason, we got you here, man. This is this is a time where we share the blueprint. Um uh certainly looking forward to seeing how you know you manage your faith and entrepreneurship. Um so you know, just start off, you know, we all met at Jackson State. I know uh yeah, all of us met at Jackson State, man. Just start off by sharing what made you choose Jackson State.
2: Family. Um oh, man, it was of course I'm a native of Jackson and man my literally my entire family went to Jackson State. Uh, Zoo time. Mama, daddy, sister, brother, grandma, granddad, aunt, uncle, like yeah. everybody. Man, that's love, bro. That's love.
0: Uh and you started off in community college first, correct? And you were playing basketball?
2: Yeah, yeah I went to Holmes community. Uh-huh. I went to Holmes Community College. Um, on the basketball scholarship first, then left there, played um, and then okay. went to Jackson
0: State for sure. For sure. Now you are a big time entrepreneur. Uh, yeah. And, uh, one thing I remember you, you took a trip to Thailand, uh, a few years ago and you know, what it stood out to me because, uh, my therapist actually recommended that I go to Thailand to you know get inspired and be in tune into, you know, nature and, and people, um, you know, how did that trip inspire you? And it, it just seems, you know, I could, I could be looking at this too deep, but it seems like when you came back from that trip, it's like you just took off, you know, everything.
2: Dude, i never thought about that. that that's yeah, I mean, kind of right, like, though. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, man, I think because that was my first time going out of the country by myself. I had gone out of, I had gone to Trinidad and uh, Tobago, Tobago. Yes. I went to Trinidad, but it was on a mission trip. Uh, and this was my first time going by myself. So I had a lot more uh, autonomy and freedom to, you know, just kind of experience how I wanted to. So, you know, anytime I get a chance to go uh, to that extent to somewhere else and engage different cultures, gauge different moral construct, moral compasses, like it's, it's it's always a great experience. Like the dominant religion there is Buddhism. Um, I don't even think they knew what Christianity mm. was there. Like so that that was a shocker too. Um, so I mean it's just like I think that was now that now that I think about it, it was after that trip that we opened the gym that uh like it that was it was after that trip because that was twenty seventeen. Yeah, that was twenty seventeen. So yeah, man, I think just seeing, being able to experience and engage different cultures and, um, you know, just kind of um, have a few days into their way of life really kind of motivated me to come back and, you know, just get yeah. bigger.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's something I just picked up on because, like I said, my therapist recommended that I go to Thailand and get in tune with, like, the nature and the people. Like, they, she, she said the people are, you know, very in tune into the world and they really appreciate um, you know, th- their surroundings, they're not, you know, very they're not materialistic or anything like that. So um, and she says oh. good place to go and get inspired. So man, that's what's up, man. That is yeah. what's up. Uh, that's you know, and then also you have your own um apparel company as well, prey plan execute. Uh you know, kind of walk us through how you
2: started uh, PPE. Man, so the idea. I always wanted to start a clothing line. I just didn't want to start one just to be starting one. Uh, You know, I wanted to have meaning, and I wanted it to be able to, like, speak into other people's lives. So, um, man, you know, I've been wanting to do this since, like, since I was at Jackson State, like, 14, 15. Um, And, you know, how I came up with it was actually in grad school. I went to grad school. I finished all my coursework, but I didn't do my thesis. Um, So, I just really, in 2018, this is when we were in the gym, a little bit, I started grad school in 16. I finished my coursework coursework 16, 17. Then I left because I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur, forget so this school stuff. Uh, but uh, around the end of 2018, like, really, the Lord really started prompting me to finish a lot of the things I started. He was like, Um, now I was in prayer one night, and man, I, I heard it so clearly. He was like, Man, Jason, I put your hands to a lot of things, and you didn't finish them. Like I gave you a lot of ideas, a lot of gifts, abilities, a lot of information that I want you to get out to the general public, but you just didn't finish. So I went back to grad school, finished it, even though I was like, God, I don't know if I'll ever use this degree again. And since I finished it, I haven't. Uh, But, you know, when I was in the end of grad school, I was just trying to figure out because I couldn't be motivated. I was like. Man, I cannot finish this thesis. I don't want to write 60, 70, 80 pages for nobody, and have <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not want to do it. So, man, like once again, in prayer, one day, um, I was just like, man, Lord, you got to help me finish this. Like, you got to give me some kind of motivation, some kind of encouragement to do it. And um, when I came out, I was writing notes down, and I was like, bro, I'm finna, I'm, I'm of pray, man. Let me put a plan together, and then I'm, I'm gonna just execute this plan. Now I was like, pray, plan, execute, dang. Yeah, I, I liked it. Like I, and then man, that that's where it started. But I didn't actually start the apparel line for mm-hmm. like a year after that. I had hey, to so Jason, hey, so so, so taking
3: take us kind of like back to I know you said so you kind of had that moment of realization, and so you have the gym, you have your ministry, obviously you have the apparel company, and you also have the trucking, and I know you dabble in, in real estate pretty heavily as well. Tell us where that entrepreneurial like bug kind of like. Started for you, did you always knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur like coming up as a kid, or is that something that you kind of just found your calling in and
2: ran with? Man, heck no. Um, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was till like at the top, <laughs> it. <never, laughs> uh, so. Um, you know, like coming up through, I didn't know what I wanted to do, like coming up through middle school, high school, even in college. The only reason I picked a major that I picked which was social science and secondary education because my mentor in 12th grade, uh, Dr. Willie Smith, he was the one who said, you will be a great teacher. You should follow the same path I follow. And that's, that's why I picked the major I picked. And uh, I just stuck to it. But I think that entrepreneurial bug, it, I guess it went off around when I first graduated, like, and I started working at Jackson state university and it was just like being, that was my first, real, structure, real <laughs> guy, like big boy job, like yeah. benefits, benefits and all that and I promise man how I knew was I was working in a new department I was working at auxiliary enterprises directly in like the print and graphic design shop and I always had so many different ideas and inclinations like we can make this better if we do this that'll sell if we do that like we can but I can never yeah. implement them yeah. because y'all Ooh, maintain a command like especially in very political very and hyper-structured environments like that, they don't give the bottom feeders freedom like that to maneuver how they, they want to in their creativity. So it it was literally like a something trapped on the inside of me that I could never let. So, I mean, after about a year or so into that, I was like, bro, I, I got to quit. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. This is before <laughs> I even knew a fitness was even. Like, I wasn't interested in fitness. I ain't know nothing about trucking. I wasn't in real estate. Wasn't like so I was just like, bro, I'm finna I gotta quit this job. So my my goal, and I don't mind, I don't even mind sharing the number with y'all. Um, because at the time I was still staying with my parents, so it was kind of easy. Um, the goal was I said, I'm finna save ten thousand dollars. Once I get to ten thousand dollars, I'm gonna quit. <laughs> I don't yeah. care if if I don't know what job I'm going to, what 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 path I'm finna pursue, like I'm gonna quit when I get that amount of money, and that's it. So uh, when I got that amount of money, it was November of 2017. I submitted my two week notice and I resigned from Jackson State. Um, no, I resigned from Jackson State the last week of the year in 2017. So 2018, I was man, it's crazy. It's crazy to <laughs> it through that timeline.
3: I remember us talking. I remember us talking about it. And you told me, and like it was a kind of a shocker. I'm like, man, that you just don't up and quit your <laughs> stable nine to five. Man. It, I think the Bruh. Uh, the level of um I don't even know what to call it, man. I almost want to call it faith. You gotta like. be kind of you gotta have faith, <laughs> but you almost gotta be
2: crazy to be an entrepreneur, man. Like you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just I actually just thought about it, man. I said that um I said that I was with my parents. Yeah. No, I had bought my house by that time. Oh, so you super and crazy? That was also my thinking. I was like well, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I was like. With ten thousand dollars in my name, I can pay my house note, all yeah. my bills for four to five months, and I'd be good. But, but man, it just speaks to the faithfulness of God once again. I never had wow. to say ten thousand dollars, bro. They kind of say yeah. wait like yeah, my
1: question, because like this is per- per- probably personally for me. Um, like me, I'm one of the people that I can plan all day. I can give you like step by step how to do it. But if for me, it's like taking the risk. Uh, how do you just <laughs> like? Like, how do you, what's your process in terms of, like, taking a risk, especially being an entrepreneur? You got to be like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to put my name on my hand in this particular hat. How do you go through that process of evaluating taking that risk? Oh, man, that
2: process for me is, now I am to, uh, uh, I will say I'm at a level in entrepreneurship now where, you know, um, yeah. like the numbers just got to make sense at this point. Uh, so, I mean, that's the first thing that I'm doing. I'm, I'm trying to question the numbers. Like, what's the overhead for this? How many people I got to pay? Who um, was going to be the, like, you know, just all those kind of questions. So, uh, that's my first question. But, man, to be completely honest, like, I hedge a lot of my decision-making on my hmm. relationship with God. <laughs> like, I tell people all the time, the, the space between where I am and where I aspire to be, that space mm. is fully occupied by faith. Like and even Martin Luther King said, even Martin Luther King, man, man, faith is taking the first step when you can't even see the whole staircase. So man, I literally just I'm to the point where I trust God so much that look, if I, I just launch off into stuff like without having all the knowledge about it, I pray about it. And when I pray about it, it's just like okay, I'm at ease with it. Let's do it. Now <laughs> that hadn't always worked in my favor, yeah. but but you know, I mean, I'm I'm a an advocate for lessons being as as great of an asset as as actual monetary assets. Mm-hmm. Like lessons I've learned in this process, man, they have been wow. like I wouldn't. Man, that's, that pa- that's
3: that's that's powerful, Wonderful. bro. Um, man, so I, one thing I want to point out, I really want people to kind of don't don't miss your. So you would say your risk tolerance is extremely high when it comes to business ventures, correct? So, after you go through your process Absolutely. and after you decide you know after being in prayer, like, all right, this is a venture that I want to take on, how do you go about really from a monetary perspective, like structuring business in your mind like is it more so about getting this business to be profitable within like a first year for you, or are you more of a vision seeker where it's like, all right, I'm comfortable with not living off of this um you know this baby, this business and You structure your lifestyle around only eating off of, you know, a portion of what you make. And the reason I'm asking that for people is because as an entrepreneur, man, you can – it sounds glorious. You're making all this money in the world, but for the first usually five years, you're just pouring all that back into the business. And so you're involved with so much stuff. How do you structure and budget your day-to-day, like, life and expenses based off the many things that you got your hands in?
2: Man, well, it's to the point now where uh, and I think all y'all know yep. about me, I don't live a lavish lifestyle at all. Uh, I don't wear designer nothing. You do wear design. Um probably right.
1: Okay, man. I yeah. Yeah. Black
2: <laughs> <designer>. <laughs> but I mean, like y'all said, bro, if y'all see me out, I'm probably gonna have on some of my own brand, but um man, um shoot, I just going to mention daughter. something about the Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and that's another thing, bro. I'll probably, I'll probably be driving a Toyota or a Honda my the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. they're good cars, they're Absol- fuel efficient. Um, they never break on me or anything like that. But um, I think a big thing is, I'm um, it's to the point now that because I don't live a lavish lifestyle, um, my my salary and ministry in my church. And the gym, like we're we're over three years in business now. Of course, that yeah. Congratulations, year, by the we, way. Congratulations. Oh yeah. So between the gym and um, the church, that pretty much like handles my monthly expenses. Handles everything. So whatever I make on top of it, like it's literally going back into the business. Like trucking, we are eight I months died, in now. I received <laughs> a dime I and I don't plan. On, I, am, yep. I don't plan on receiving a dime at least for the first year. Um, so, uh, even with the apparel line, I've had my apparel line since August of 2019. It is April of 2021. I've never paid myself, never paid myself a dime out of it. Um, so, you know, I think as far as how I structure those day to day, man, I I have this pool of finances over here where this is how I live my life and whatever comes on it. It's already understood, Jason, like it's going back into business. So, um, because I just think what everything that God has attached me to business-wise I think at this point I'm settled. I don't think outside of the stock market. You talked about that, Chuck, but outside of that, I don't think I'll start anything else right now because I think everything I have right now is a multi million dollar company. (laughs) It's just out the front. Do you get it to that level? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, man. That I mean, that's pretty much how I'm structuring in my mind. Like with just that understanding that whatever I make with this, and some I'm also into now is private lenders through friends and family. Y'all will be amazed yeah. how many friends and family like,
3: got that
2: got money that if you go to them and be like,
1: oh, <laughs> teammate, <laughs> I, got
2: a I got a business idea and I promise you, if you give me $25,000, I will pay you back uh, over the course yeah. of a year and a half, two years, one year, two, whatever it is. And bro, that will do you a whole nice. lot better than paying yeah. these astronomical interest mm. rates for oh. these for uh, with these different banks with these different like because I've had a family member to loan me 10,000 and I just had to pay wow. their 10,000 back. They didn't give me an interest rate. That was just like hey, that's so what's up. You. Like so I'm going to give you this but yeah, hard, we just don't ask. I'm Uncle June, <laughs> hey man, I know you
1: guys, <laughs> can I get, hey.
2: can I get hey. I'm good for? It. I'm hey, playing
1: but playing but let me clarify something
3: though and get you get you a little get a little more detail for our listeners. Jason's going to these people with an actual detailed business plan, okay? Entrepreneurs out there, people who want to start. Don't go to grandma and drain her social security or, or, or refund check, and you just fly by night and just <laughs> have a plan, have a written down plan, have a detailed plan, and actively be working in the industry of yep. business and then go to people for angel investing, which Jason is talking about, so, but, uh Yeah. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, it, man, that is exactly what I do. I go to them, and when I go to them, like I can show them this because I think Chuck, me, and you talked about this. the The thing that I'm expanding right. PPE in is a studio, PPE studio, which would be a space for photo- photographers, videographers, creatives. But it will also be where I house my apparel. Mm. um So I mean, I went to like yep. my family with those numbers, like what the building is going to cost a month. This is going to be my overhead. This is what maintenance is going to be, and. Like that detail oriented plan security like it just exactly. gives people that much They're
1: more ease yeah. they know that you <laughs> already did your checks right. and balances, being able to yeah. okay. He see he exactly. see what all that could potentially happen. He got yeah. he basically you went through the whole process and it's like oh okay, it looked good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that confidence. Yeah, yeah. man, <laughs> yeah, Jason. That's the blueprint. That's, for real. <laughs>
0: that's a straight up blueprint now. Going back to the gym. Uh, explicit J3, you mentioned uh you know, congrats again on celebrating. J Mo, JJ, uh, shout out to y'all. Shout out to
3: our brothers, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey. Shout, out J-Mo. shout out JJ. <laughs> and speaking of them, those are your business partners, also close friends. Um, uh, but what piece of advice would you give folks who have business partners and like what what are the Things that you need to have, I guess, some type of patience or y'all are totally, you know, different. just being able to operate Whole with other people.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: three of y'all
1: are
2: totally different. <laughs> um man, I think oh man. <laughs> what, what advice would I give people who go yeah. who are going into business? One man, just very cut and drop piece of vibe. Be careful about who you're going into business with. Make sure. Advice I would definitely give people: make sure that people who you're going into business with are not solely dependent on what y'all are going into business for as their sole mm. stream of income. Okay, because the fact right. of the matter is, like y'all not like we just talked about, you're not going to be able to pay yourself when you first get started. Now, you there's a possibility for everything. Like you know, you can just do thousands, millions in the first month. <laughs> God be the glory, you're great, but and most often than not, like, man, you, you're going to have to put, dump that money back into business for different reasons. So I would just say, man, the people you go into business with don't allow, um, make sure that that's not their source or they're not depending on their, is their sole stream of income or way of living. Um, outside of that, like you said, man, it requires an, an extreme level of patience, especially like, like Alex just said, man, we are three completely different individuals. In mm-hmm. uh, but, I think it's something to be said, and um, one of my favorite scriptures: uh, "Count it all you when you fall into diverse temptation, uh, for we know that the trying of our faith speak, works boy. patience." And then it goes on to say, <laughs> "Now, now allow, now allow patience to yes, have their perfect work." And I think the the difficulty for most people going into business is they allow their faith to be tried, but they don't allow it to have its perfect work. And that process of it having its perfect work is the process by which um, you learn more about yourself, you learn more about your business, you learn more about what you're willing to, will, what you will and won't, um, tolerate. And in that process is when you can really gauge the potential in this business. So, so yeah, man, I, I it does, it takes an extreme level of patience, uh, patience, but it's, it still takes that level of patience because as y'all said once again, we are three complete, but y'all make it work, y'all divisions. make it work, yeah. bro.
3: I love it, oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Oh yeah, man! And, and yeah, it's, and, it's yeah, clearly it's
3: all three of you all bring up oh. different levels of value. Obviously, with you know J Mo's background in athletics and collegiate sports, um, JJ's you know social media presence and following that he can bring um, from a training perspective, and your business savvy and you know your 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 business acumen is, is is elite. Yeah. Um, and I, if anybody does nobody else has the question. I, I really want to get this one in, man, bro. How do you manage your time? Like man. you involved in
2: so much <laughs> yep. stuff. Like I was just you gonna follow ask it, you, man. Like, what's if the day-to-you you up at 3 a.m. and you going? Like, how do you manage your time? Man, it is it. I would say the first thing that I just started doing, man, and I think social media does the biggest job in, like promoting this agenda or promoting this this um this narrative that man, no sleep. Like you gotta grind until like you gotta lose sleep, which is true to an extent, but I'm really at that place where I try to manage my 24. Like so I prioritize rest. Like Chuck could tell you, like, I'm my nine phone on do not serve at nine <laughs> o'clock. And unless you're important, like or somebody I ain't heard from in a minute, you know, it's it's boundaries to that, but you know, it's on do not serve at nine o'clock. I'm usually sleep by 10 every night. Um and I'm usually up, I, my long goes out at 3.45, and I'm up. I'm at the gym by 4.30. Um, so that, that's the first thing. I would say prioritize and rest because you want your brain to be able to operate at its greatest capacity, especially doing what I do, working with numbers and logistics and details all people. day. <laughs> and people, yes. People, every day you have to, your brain has to be rested, like, so you can do that. Uh, and the other thing, man, Um, I would just say, man, my, I, I try to stick to my schedule. Like I can, if I had my planner right here, I like, I would show y'all like my schedule is really detailed It's wake up 345 train 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. Um, breakfast, 830 to 915 devotion, 915, 10 o'clock mental break, 10 to 1030. Uh, after that meeting, lunch meeting, 1130. Like, so I I try to stick to my schedule and I even leave time in the schedule, like, return calls ten thirty to 11 o'clock um or if i'm in a position where i go ahead and answer calls like you know i just try to cut those down as much as i can and not just have us just be rambling about stuff uh without being rude to people so yeah man that's what i would say man uh risk and you know just how did you get to that point kids.
1: did you like read a book or it just like hey like trial and error over time
2: I, man, it was it was it was figuring out what worked for me, and I think that's that's what happens to us, man. A lot of us get on social media, and you think yep. that I got to be up yep. all night, three hours, <laughs> and niggas be up at one o'clock in the morning doing nothing, just yeah. to say up grinding at one o'clock. <laughs> like, nigga, you ain't going to sleep. You ain't You're just sitting up at one o'clock <laughs> right. to be on Instagram and be like, and take a picture. Scary your
3: scary hours. Like, no, you
1: can. <laughs> yeah, <Y'all> scary <hours. laughs>
2: Like you can absolutely be you can absolutely be doing that at 7 a.m. in the morning. And like, bruh, but I just think we don't we don't manage our time. And I'm still getting the time management thing, but also something for me that I don't have to deal with that all of y'all have to deal hey, with. Hey, I was gonna <laughs> tell you <laughs> that when you was talking <laughs> about I, the money I, part I, and you had like, like <laughs> man <laughs> but that's the thing, I don't I don't have any kids right now. I don't have a relationship, so it's man, just man, like he, uh, and like I'm in a pretty structured family, so it's, it ain't like I'm working hard to like take care of my parents, Um yeah. st- stuff like that. So it's like all those issues, man. I'm just fortunate enough to like, well, not <laughs> married any issue, ladies. Man. You heard it <laughs> first on the Blueprint right there. <laughs> 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 no, nah, i just can't Go here, bro. i', I mean,
3: I'm getting engaged That'd be part two of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we definitely going the engagement on, Man, you
0: you really you really Thanks. provided the blueprint this morning, like the definition of the blueprint, man. You really gave folks insight into how you are able to manage your faith and your entrepreneur entrepreneurial efforts. Um you know, on a day-to-day basis, man, and we are thankful to have you here, brother. Um, really appreciate you for sharing your perspective. Uh, how can folks contact you?
2: Um, man, my social media outlets is are pretty much consistent all the way across my face. Facebook is just my name, Jason Gibson. Uh, Instagram, Twitter is I am Jason Gibson um and i just created a
1: tiktok my tiktok is I- <laughs> <laughs> I- he Z- got jason their gibson biggest flex too. on too right now on uh ig he going up right now right <laughs> thanks he a model too y'all
3: <laughs> it ain't nothing that
1: jason gibson don't do
3: on top that's why I look i'm trying to figure out when went and where this brother sleep bro i'm
2: like oh tell y'all and bro I, I even squeeze in naps during the day sometimes like it's gonna lot bro i'm human i get tired bro and sometimes i don't hit that 10 o'clock Sometimes i don't hit that 10 o'clock uh deadline <laughs> to go to sleep sometimes it do be like <laughs> 12, one o'clock and then got to wait right back up two hours later so yeah uh, but even in that man just i still try to prioritize as best i can yeah man well look appreciate you for being here
0: man uh so each week we have a question of the week, and This week's question of the week comes from Jonna Gibson, uh, my cousin of Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, her question is: How has COVID affected your relationships? Um, and, and like Jason shared earlier, uh, he's not in a relationship now, but this can be, any, you know, this can be, you know, church relationships. This can be, uh, you, sure? you know, uh, potential girlfriends, uh, who who knows? So, uh, how has COVID, you know, the pandemic affected,
2: you know, your relationship? Man. Oh, this, 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 a, uh, this is just for me? Yeah, for general question with Man. anyone. Um, I would say COVID revealed, for me in my relationship, just general, like COVID revealed people's, I don't want to say approach, Covid revealed people's response mm. to panic to me, like, and I think in any substantial relationship, you always want to know how mm. people will handle pressure and how they will handle panic, and it it really showed me, or it really helped me to weed through some emotions in terms of relationships that I have with people based on how they, you know, react to something that they've never had to experience, um, and as a result, man, that really it. It forced me to create distance with some people. It forced me to like realign my 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 outlook on certain people. Um so so yeah, that's basically what it is. It showed me how people respond to panic and what was the other P I said? Pressure,
1: pressure.
2: <laughs> pressure that would have pressure.
1: Uh man, for me, uh early on. Man, me and Dominique butted heads so much about Corona. She was like, I couldn't go nowhere. Like, I need to have all the bubble plastic, plast- mm. right? I had to have all the hazmat suit. But then, like over time, like mm. as as she began to get like get more knowledge from, as pretty much the whole world began to get more knowledge. I'm just like, I keep my distance from people anyway. Like, I'm not an up close and personal type person. I, give me my personal space. So that's always been me. So it's just like, man, just put a mask on and put the Wash your hands a little bit more regularly. You'd be straight. But um, also in terms of like in quarantine, I feel like quarantine and relationships, man, if you could sit in the house with somebody day in and day out for at least at the beginning for like two, three months on end, hey, if you can make it through that, if you could sit at home with your significant, significant other throughout that time, hey, you can pretty much do anything. Cause, and I I would say we made the best of it, it's at, at least looking back like a year a year ago, um from now, like man, we don't doing puzzles, like just uh, hell, we childish anyway, so we just made the best <laughs> of <laughs> made made the best of and just like man, hey, we say we want to be life partners, so hey, you gotta be able to get through this panic now, um, as a part of life. So I mean, as Jason said, it it kind of makes you like reevaluate and see how people react to things and um hey just kind of take it from there. And and adjust accordingly. So I mean, all in all it's been good.
3: Uh, for me, man, how has the panorama affected my relationships? Uh man, starting off, obviously, man, I got engaged during the uh during the um pandemic. I will say, man, it has challenged me as far as who I give access to on a daily basis and, and the meaning of that. I mean, behind that is kind of you know, you realize that you know people obviously were losing their lives during this pandemic, and you know it was a world crisis. You know who you give that time to is really, really important because you know that access to you and the level of value that you provide may not always be reciprocated. So you know it just kind of woke me up in the fact, in the fact that you know who I actually have around me, you know, needs to be sound. You know people that genuinely have love for me. Obviously, you, you, you three guys, and you know the rest of our brotherhood um sticks out um in that. But you know, just really starting to, you know, reevaluate like Jason said, some relationships and how much time and energy I give other people or things really. And uh putting my time, you know, to better use I think is a better way to sum that up. Um so yeah.
0: Man, uh and, and for me, uh you know, working from home is is a challenge. Uh, I'm a people person. I like to feel people's energy, um, and not being able to do that, uh, you know, started off the pandemic. It was rocky. Um, I felt like I had to solve all problems right then and there, or within, you know, within seconds or minutes. Um, uh, one thing too, you know, you know, being with Corliss on her off days, since I'm working from home, she would automatically think that I'm off that day. Yeah. It was it's not the case. Um, so to the a lot of attention, uh, <laughs> start, starting off. So, uh, she got used to that and she, you know, she adapted to that. Um, so you know, that that would be, you know, just and then also, you know, uh, salt therapy as well. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, being in a relationship with Corliss has, you know, especially during the pandemic where. You know, we are, you know, seeing each other 23 hours out of the day almost, you know, or I'm taking her to work or we're just spending a lot of time together. So they kind of opened up a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things or uh, let me say just a lot of things that I, I didn't think I necessarily need to work on, but I do. Uh, so that's why I saw therapy. And, uh, and it's really it's really helping. So I, I, I want to continue to encourage folks to seek therapy. Uh, but, yeah, just trying to figure out how to, you know, balance balance life. And, you know, I don't have to hit the home run um, the first at bat. I just need to get on base.
2: So, that's, you know, that's hey – yeah. if you don't mind me, I don't know if y'all got a time. No, nah, no, nah, you good, bro. But, okay, but I, I just want to ask you real quick, man, in terms of that, man, how, how – what uh, changes have you seen, seen made within yourself since you've been going to therapy? Like, how has that experience been? Uh, two
0: sides. It's two sides to every story. So no matter how I'm feeling, someone feels a certain way as well. And, uh, it's all about, you know, coming to an understanding and compromising, especially, and I'm speaking to my relationship, um, which is therapy has helped me the most. Um, you know, compromise has, you know, been, has stood out. Um, and, you know, understanding my childhood trauma as well. Um, I I went through quite a few things growing up. Um, and just not feeling sorry for myself, but you know, kind of looking forward to the future and, and really applying uh what I didn't have, or really, you know, kind of applying what I did have growing up and applying it to my future. And when I do have children and when I do, you know, finally start to get that family. Uh, you know, I, I think that has helped as well as just, you know, being patient and compromised. Um and, you know, taking myself out of the picture. Because a lot of times, you know, early – before I got into therapy, I, I just automatically assumed if, if they didn't say nothing, they didn't get it. Well, it's the reason why they didn't say, n- say anything. You know what I'm saying? It's always a reason behind something. So, you know, that's been – you know, it's been a bunch of things, but those things stand out to me.
1: Yeah. So,
0: look, man, we're going to close. We're going to close out, man. Again, we got
1: – Appreciate it,
0: Here, He is going to – uh. He's going to close Appreciate this out God. with a message that he wants to leave for, for our listeners. Um, and Jason, what do you have to say? Oh, uh, come on pastor.
2: I think I, I spoke, I spoke a lot about faith on this call. Um, you know, and pretty much I, I said earlier that that's basically how my, um, you know, what I've, what I've his my business on, what I've hedged my entrepreneurial aspirations on is my faith. Um, and you know, man, if I can leave people with any, anything, man, I would leave them with that scripture. One of my favorites, J- James 2.26, it says, for the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So I want people to understand that when I speak about faith, I speak simultaneously mm-hmm. about works. Like, they go together. I don't even want people to talk to me about faith if you're not talking about works. What are you doing to stimulate or to complete the, the work that that faith is already stimulated? So, uh, you know, just as much faith as I have, uh, I have an equal amount of, of work ethic that cohabitates with that faith. Um, so yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would leave with people, man. Mm-hmm. Um, as strong as your faith is, your work ethic should be just. You said that James two twenty six, right? Yes, sir. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, James two twenty six. Faith without works yes, is dead. You heard it from himself, Jason Gibson himself. Uh, Today was good. Great Today episode. was a great episode. Um, like I said, Jason really provided the blueprint for man. myself. And I'm sure Chuck and Alice got a lot of, out of it as well. Hey, we we going
1: to launch with this um, episode. Hey, he dropped all cool. the bags on this All we, the bags. Yeah. We got yeah, to use that, we we that, use that follow with following he got, too. I'm just going to go. Right. We <laughs> <He's> going <laughs> ride the way. I got to. We going to ride man. the way. Yeah, like, you part of this, too. Yeah, I love the day. Right, right. Jason is the lead, too.
2: <laughs> you in the hey, man, I'm sure, and bro, I'm sure about to start. Um, which is why y'all been seeing some stuff on my page, but I'm about to start uh really taking my social media more seriously, just, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, man, because yeah, bro, it's, it's so much money yeah. out there, yeah. Social media, man, I would be amazed. <laughs> like, people just randomly hit me up, man, I $200 hey. if you just post this on your story, and I only with with only the following that I have, like. I don't have a lot. I'm a only only twelve thousand. Yeah,
1: man, but two
2: hundred dollars. Hey, but, <laughs> ay, see. but I'm saying <laughs> that's that's compared to that's compared to other folks like the girls in my gym. Like they one of in my gym at two hundred and twenty something, and like he begin he be like she showed me emails companies offering her seven eight thousand dollars to
1: man.
2: to be a brand ambassador mm. per month. Man. Like so, Jason, I'm sick. Like you know.
0: I think I uh, I think I Facetimed JJ one day and he was with him. He was like, you know, you went third Instagram, and I'm now delete <laughs> my. Yeah, room. you was up there, Q. I had, yeah I had, up there, I had 4K. I had 4,000 followers. This was back yeah. in 2017,
2: uh, yeah. 2018. I would have been. I have over 10K right now. So let me tell. you man. Me. Y'all, y'all see, y'all see. Um, I know y'all been. Uh-huh. JJ is an ambassador for uh, yep. Michelob ultimate So this was the thing with that. So they hit me up. They hit me up to offer the same, and y'all know JJ got double, triple the following there I got. They hit me up to be a brand ambassador, and bro, they were offering me a thousand dollars a month for two page posts and hey, six story baby. posts. As much as I months. used to drink Michelob, thousand a month. Dang. The reason, and I look, and I hit them back. I hit them back and was just like, man, you know, I appreciate the opportunity, but this, this will your brand kind of compromises my message and my brand. So like. I can't attach myself to something like that. And I told him, I was like, but I do have a friend who, you know, he could probably be an ambassador for this. Um, So, yeah, man. And when JJ showed me the numbers that they offer him, I was like, like, you know, you you, turn ward in the wine. So, I mean, I probably could have. I probably could have really. Yeah, man. It's money out there. For so that's why I'm going to start taking it a little more seriously.
0: Yeah, it's bread out here for sure, man. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at ivyleague.bg and subscribe to the Blueprint Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And please, please, please take the time to re- leave a review as well. Uh, before I leave, I just want to give a big shout out to Uh, the head coaches of the women's basketball teams at South Carolina and Arizona uh, being the first two black head coaches to coach in the Final Four. It would have been the first two black head coaches to coach in the championship game if it wasn't for those blown layers by uh, a couple of the players, man, but big shout out to them. Um, And, you know, also, man, just want to, you know, again, I'm a political junkie. Uh, Just want to give a big shout out to the Biden administration, man, adding nearly a million jobs to the economy in March. Uh, I think that's, that, that says a lot and the un- unemployment rate is down to, uh, 6% as well. So, um, things seem to be getting better. And, uh, we, uh, we appreciate some Jaguar, coming, today. So if, right. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And, uh, spring homecoming game next week. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, looking forward to that. Um, but, if nothing else,
3: no, it it next, it
0: next time. <laughs>